Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good evening. God bless you. And we just want to bless you specifically on today, October 31st. You know, I was looking at a clip, and it was a Satanist um, that was declaring, you know, how they glory in the fact that Christians worship Satan for one day. You know, um, no day is good. You know, and I don't want to make a thing about it just because today is Halloween, because that's not what I'm here to talk about tonight. You know, but I thank God, you know, for your presence and those that are tuning in. You know, this is the 1923rd episode of Purpose Kingdom right here on Blog Talk Radio. You know, I'm your host tonight, Reverend Aaron Williams. You know, um, 319-527-6091 is the number to call. Tell a friend they might not have social media. Give them that number, 319-527-6091. And, and, and continue to pray for us. You know, continue to hold us up in prayer, you know, as we're being encouraged of the Lord. You know, I came up with a topic, you know, as I was sitting down conversing, you know, with the Lord about some things that was on my mind. And it really began to bother me because it, I knew it was him pressing on it because every time I looked that same topic continues to come up. So before we get into that, you know, um, as always, let's pray. God, we do thank you and we bless you. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your love, wherewith you loved us. God, even while we were yet in sin, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. And we bless you for what a great gift, God. Thank you for this great salvation. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in your sight, God, that you would get glory to yourself, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And what I was beginning to get into, and we were talking about before the prayer, um, as, as I look over social media, and you know, you, you hear things all over. You see people are against everybody. And we know that the Bible says, you know, that in the last days, these times, perilous times will come be wars and rumors of wars, you know, mother against father, you know, sons against all, all people against each other. You know, and, and I've seen it now. I've always seen it. Living in the inner city, you see conflicts all the time, you know, um, but the height of the conflicts that are now, you know, are seem to be continued escalation. I mean, they have where they're having mobs, you know, going into grocery stores, going into malls and just, you know, um trashing the place and looting and all types of catastrophes, all all types of bad news. You know, uh, people you can't you can't talk to people no more. You you can't have a conflict, you know, for fear of retaliation where someone's going to go and get a weapon, you know, and it's so many things that are pressing, you know, and it says in the Bible tells us that men's heart will fail them, you know, in this time because of the news, because of the bearing of the weight, because of the things that are happening on the earth. People's hearts, listen, people want to know what's happening. People's hearts are failing. People are moving in a sense of not just hopelessness, but haplessness. People are moving in a sense that what's the use? What 
use of being nice? What's the use of being good? What's the use of being holy? What's the use of being righteous? We're all going to hell. There's no good. There's none that do good. There's no heaven. There's no hell. There's no God. And people have lost God consciousness in our society and a society without God. I want to tell you, the Bible even says that if there is no afterlife, if there, if there is no eternal life, if there is no raising from the dead, if there is no life after death, then we are all but men most miserable. But I thank God that God has had had something better for us. We we are now in the New Testament, and we have been given better promises. Hebrews tell us that we 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 are the heirs of better things. It reminds us that if the dispensation of the Old Testament of the Old Covenant was glorious, how much more will be the glory of this? dispensation will be the glory of this covenant. God has put it in our hearts to continue to move with him. Even when we're seeing this, I'm not so discouraged that that, that I'm seeing these things on the news, seeing these things in social media, seeing these things in my neighborhood. What begins to really bother me is that I see it in the church, and I know that the church, we're full. You know, we're full of people from the street. We're, we're full of people from the projects. We're full of people from rural areas. We're full of people. We're full of people from the world because we are the people from the world, but we've been bought with a price. But when we allow those same naggings, those same complaints, those same inclinations, those same proclivities to permeate and to be the, the, the catalyst for conversation amongst ourselves. Remind, it re- reminds us in Scripture, reminds us, you know, let me read Galatians, the fifth chapter. I, I'm going to get to Romans in a minute. So we are called to liberty, only use not liberty as an occasion to the flesh. Remember that. This is Galatians 5.15. Don't use liberty as occasion to the flesh, but love by love serve one another. Verse 15, but if we bite and devour one another, take heed that we don't be consumed of one another. There is a danger when we come against what we what we what we disagree with amongst ourselves, I'm not, I'm not saying people that are just outright in the church and just outright sinning that they're unrepentant. You know, there is a place for that person. There's a place for that person that doesn't want to live a holy life but considers and calls themselves Christian. And listen, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to point a finger at you. But the, the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, life, and peace. It's joy in the Holy Ghost. There is a there is a part. Hey, brother Steve, bless you. There is a part portion of righteousness that we have. Christ didn't become our righteousness that we would stay in sin. And let me put it that way. Christ didn't die on the cross that we may continue in sin. Remember, ask us the Bible even asked the question: Do we continue in sin that grace may abound? Because we know where sin is, grace does where sin abound. Grace does much more abound. But what does grace abound? What we're saying is the unmerited favor. No, it's not just the unmerited favor; it's the enabling grace. 
God gives us grace that enables us. His grace enables us. His grace infilled us. His grace is sufficient. My God. It's his grace that enables us. It's the spirit dwelling on the inside. And I've said this, and I'm going to continue to say this because I want to reiterate this fact over and over again. You're telling me that the God of all creation living on the inside, Christ in you, the hope of glory, and we can't gain the victory? We can't live righteously. I'm not saying perfect. I'm not saying that we're going to live perfect. You know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but you're telling me that you can't come out? How much have you surrendered? How much have you given to God? And we're going to – I don't want to get into that because I don't want to get off the topic tonight because the topic in Romans 14 is when we have – and I really – I really want to talk this to people who have position, people who have prestige, people who have people that see him. Listen, the Bible tells us, don't you know, yo, your epistles. We, we are all epistles. Paul said in, in our hearts, you are all epistles, known and read of all men. We are open epistles. Everyone is looking at your life. Your life, it might be personal, but it's never private. If you wanted a private life, maybe you should have not come into the light. Maybe you should have stayed in darkness. But once you came into the light, the spotlight is on your life. The spotlight is on your mouth. The spotlight is on your character. The spotlight is on you because you've come into the light. And what does the Bible say? That those things that are in darkness might be made manifest. It, listen, to him who seems to be sin, to him is sin. But what do we do as leaders? We use our freedoms at times to bully people that we can privilege and do the things that we're free to do instead of what it tells us in Romans 15 that the strong must need bear the infirmities, the inabilities of the weak. The Bible asks it, it the question, are you strong? Do you have faith in God? <clears throat> Do you have faith? Have it to yourself. When I read this, it kind of bothered me because my freedom can damn some people because the same chapter in chapter 14, it says, because he that doubts is damned. If he eats, because he doesn't eat in faith, and whatsoever is not of faith is of sin. What does that mean, Brother Aaron? There's some people that do things because they see me do it because I'm free to do it, but they don't do it. They don't. They don't do it because they're not convicted. They do it because they say, Brother Steve, doing it. Why can't I do it? They feel and they override the conviction of the Holy Ghost because they see us doing something that we're free to do. But the Bible, the Bible says in verse 15 of chapter 14 in Romans, but if your brother is grieved with your meat, your freedom, are you then walking in love if you do it? And, and this is really because it, it bothered my mind because I'm like, so now I have to bring myself in bondage. I have to live a limited life because of weak people. No, 
David said, tells us and reminds us in Romans that all of the law rests on this one thing. You should love your neighbor as yourself. I just want to remind and emphasize back into Romans 15, 1. Let me read it. We then that are strong or bear the infirmities, the inabilities, as it gives a definition of the weak, and not to please ourselves, because that's what it is. It's all about our freedom. It's all about us. When Christ is saying, no, you're free to do it. And this is why it's a personal Jesus. This is why the topic tonight is no man is an island, because I'm not living for myself. I'm living because someone else has to come up. The Bible tells us that he gives us the, the fivefold ministries, apostles, pastors, teachers, prophets, and evangelists. He gives us these people for why? What the working of the ministry, the building of the body of Christ. But why? Until we all come. Why? Because there is a place that God is trying to get every last one of us to. He doesn't want a weak one of us. As we know, the, the, the old adage, the old saying that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. That's why I'm glad that our link holds not just through the blood, not just in the blood, not just by the blood, but by the power of the very God that we serve. We're not just holding hand in hand amongst ourselves. We're holding hand in hand with him, but some. And on the Bible says only eat for herbs. Some are able to eat meat. Some are able to eat whatever they want. But some, it says that are weak. And we use that word to embarrass people. We use that word to put ourselves and esteem ourselves that we are so mature, that we're, we're so above, you know, the little normalities, that we're above those things that keep people in bondage. And, and I, I was looking at a gentleman on, 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 I think it was a YouTube video, while they were saying the gospel, quote-unquote gospel song, he was doing some gyrating and, you know, dancing, and I'm like, what in the world kind of craziness is this? But he's free to do it. I can't judge it. I, I can't judge it. I, 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 he's free to do it. If he's free to do it in Christ because Christ died for him, Christ accepted him, I, for me, I can't do it. And if I turn around and say, you know, well, if he's doing it, I'm, I can do it, but I can't because in my heart I don't feel right. It don't feel good to me, so I don't try to do it. Some people don't do like that. When they see me doing it, they, 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 they use us and our freedom as an excuse to move again beyond what the Holy Ghost is telling them, what their heart, what their spirit is telling them. I've got a case in point for that. And it's a story I've said before. It was like the young lady. The young lady used to walk the street. She, she was a prostitute. And she would stand in the shadows and crack her gum. And that was high. That was her ploy. That, that was her ploy that she would do to get her John, to get her Joe that night. When she seen someone walking, around, walking past, she would crack her gum. And when she would crack a gum, they would turn and look toward the light, and she would step out of the shadow, and her cleavage and her lips would show. And she wore red, ruby red lipstick, and, you know, as it goes, she was a streetwalker. She was a prostitute. But by and by, this woman got saved. I mean, for real saved. But when, as she got for real saved and sanctified, when she seen people with red lipstick on, 
or women chewing gum, it convicted her heart, and she began to preach it as a sin. Now, we know the Bible tells us there's no, no, there's no sin, nothing evil or unclean of itself, but to him who esteems it that way. So we understand that. So she began to preach her conviction on the congregation. She began to preach her conviction on those young ladies that she was mentoring, that these things are sin, but they weren't sin. They were sin for her. And we have to know the difference between how the Lord is sanctifying us and how he's sanctifying someone else. I, I can't go to France. I, I can't go to Spain. I can't go to some of these countries that their culture is wine at, at dinner table and tell them that drinking wine is sin. I can, but I ain't going to be that of effective evangelist unless the Lord comes and moves on the culture, moves on the heart. So I don't try to tell people things that are that sin for me, but the Bible clearly doesn't say it. Now, the problem is, is that we try to broad brush everything and try to brush over sin also. Listen, sin will take you to hell. The Bible says he, the soul that sinneth shall die. It's, by sin is why we're separated from God because of our sin. It's our sin that separates us from the living God. And he came to forgive sin, but not that we would just turn around, oh, God, forgive me. Oh, I'm forgiven. Okay, bang, and turn around and go back and start sinning. No, but that we may live a life unto him. Let me read through some of this that I got in Romans 15. Because this, I mean, Romans 14, I'm sorry. This is really <clears throat> bothering my mind when I'm seeing we that are in places of leadership, that people are looking to our lives, and we're allowing our freedoms to keep people in bondage. It's one thing when we're, legalistic and that's the that's the word I was looking for because a lot of people say, Well that's just legalism, that's the law. No, the devil's a liar. That's sanctification. That that's sanctification. We're not all going to sound alike. We 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 but we should at least in character all look alike. We should all look like our dad. We we should all look like Jesus. We should all look like God to some extent. We should even sound alike. You know, baby, God didn't come and create division. God didn't come and create denomination. We did that separation stuff. We've done that, but we are the body of Christ. If you believe that God, that Christ died for our sins, if you believe that God raised him from the dead, if you believe that he's even now interceding for you and I, if you believe he is the Savior, if you believe that Christ is the God of our salvation, that he is God himself, if, if you believe that, you're my brother, you're my sister, but God wants to bring us to a level of sanctification. God wants to bring us to a level of consecration. God wants to bring us to a level where we look like him. So it, it was a thing, and it, it, it continues to be. A, a, a tactic of the enemy and, and of military and of governments that when someone raises up, that stirs up something that looks different, that, 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 that sounds like something that they don't want to propagate, that's something that comes against the machine, that comes against their agenda, usually that person 
who's spearheading that movement gets killed. We can go down history and list name after name of those that started a movement and they killed that person and that movement stopped. The person that started this affiliate, the person that started this organization, the person that started this buzz in the country, that started this excitement, killed that person and the movement stopped. And as, as we continue that's why they didn't know not to crucify Christ. God looked at the practice of men, looked at the practice and strategy of the enemy, that he raised up himself as a man and began a movement. And they said, we're going to do just like we do every other time. We're going to stop this movement in its tracks and to cut him off. But they didn't know that he came to die. My God, he came to die. The Bible says that the princes of this world would have known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Amen, amen. They would not have crucified, but he used the practice. And he's trying to use the practice that we see. And what I'm beginning to learn and, I, and what God is impressing on me is Aaron. Keep your mouth shut. I'm finding it harder and harder to talk amongst, and, 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 and forgive me for this word, so-called people of God. And I need to put both hands up on that because that was me. In church, church clothes, Church, church politics, perch logo, perch, church logo, perch, church jargon. I had the language down packed. I had the shout down packed. I knew what to say. But to keep my mouth shut and keep my eyes open and keep my heart in correspondence and prayer with God, I, I have to. Amen. Amen. It's it, well, my aunt put down in the comments, and if you have any comments, those that are listening, go ahead and put your comments in there. That is not the same. We have, God calls us all to holiness, but the level of sanctification is different for you and I. He might allow you to drink a glass of wine, and and and, and I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that on, on, on the air. I'm gonna get in trouble for that, but He might allow you to do that. We preach a standard of sanctification from alcohol because people often abuse it. Just like it says in Romans 14 right here, we abuse our freedoms and use it as an occasion to do what we want. We, we, we use it as an occasion and say, I'm free, I'm mature, you know, but we use it as an occasion not to serve each other, not even to serve God, but, my God, to serve ourselves. You see my hands going up to serve ourselves when God has called us to serve our brother. I'm going to say that again, Romans 15, 1. When then, we then that are strong ought bear the infirmities of the weak and do not please ourselves. My God. Let me, I got I to read, I gotta read um, chapter 14, and I'm going to read 15 and 16. It says, but if your brother be grieved with your meat, 
Now, walkest thou not charitably? You ain't walking in love. If, if you see what you're free to do, people are falling. People are turning away. People are, you know, they see you dancing. You listen, don't nobody love dancing more than me. Don't, don't nobody love rap music more than me. Don't, don't nobody love a party more than me. It was, when I went to New York and found out it was a party every night that I could find a place that had people in it dancing every night, and now this was back in the 90s, <laughs> and I found it, my goodness, I was like, this is crazy. You know, because in, in Philly, maybe you might find a Friday and a Saturday, but every night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it was a party. Don't nobody like dancing more than me. But when the Lord began to sanctify me, he took the dance out of my legs. Yeah, I feel you, boogie a little bit, but, but the devil's a liar. Because my mind, and this is for me, he took it from me because my mind equated dancing and partying with one thing, fornication. I didn't go to the, I didn't go to party to get high. I didn't go to party to dance. I, I did dance. I did get high when I was there, but I didn't. I, I went there because women was there. That's why I went there. So when he took it out of me, he sanctified me in that area because in my psyche, in my proclivities, in my idiosyncrasies, that I couldn't separate it. I felt the same. It felt, I felt like that woman that wore the red lipstick. I felt like that woman who chewed the gum. To me, it still made me feel filthy. And I want to tell this to the person who might be struggling, and you're looking at people's lives. God saved you for himself. He didn't save you for your brother. I'm, I'm sorry. He didn't save you for your spouse. He didn't save you for your children. Yeah, he did, but he saved you for himself. He wants to keep you, and he's trying to keep you sanctified unto himself that he may raise you as a peculiar person unto him. We are all, hey, hey, sis, why you doing? That as we continue to move forward in him, yes, we're all individuals, but we are obeying and following. Listen, not what the leader is saying. And, yes, we do follow after our pastor. We're not following after that person who is the, the new buzzword down is influencer. How many how many people that are doing that are free to do some things are influencing you to do some things that the spirit is still convicting you about, still dealing with you about, but yet because you see uh, you see Sister Stephanie, you you see Brother Steve, you see Brother Aaron still doing it, so you want to still do it yourself when you know God is calling you to a different life. Listen, and let me, let me read what it says, because it tells us we don't judge each other or put a stumbling block or an occasion of fall in a brother's way, because, as it says in verse 14, because there's nothing unclean of itself. But, listen, if it seems and it is seemed unclean to you, you better not do it. Brother Aaron is warning you, you better not do it. You better stay sanctified in that thing that God freed you from and and continue to keep yourself free away from the yoke of bondage. Because once you get back in bondage because you're trying to be like everybody else, there's a struggle that's going to pursue that. 
there, there's a struggle that comes in your pursuit to be like everybody else. Uh, let me tell you myself. Amen. There, there is a place that God is trying to get the body to, and it's not some made up. I'm looking at Sister Green's text and what she put down here. Yo. And I, 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 the words I really have issue with, you know, um, as I look at people's comments, and we're definitely going to keep um, them in prayer um, and keep you in prayer. You know, that's why we're here. You know, um, and what we do uh, is we recognize, you know, that as the Lord continues to move, you know, um, that people have needs. You know, and we're not here just um, for the sake of coming online. Uh, and I'm saying I'm 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 saying this, you know, not really in defense, but yes, in defense, because I've had um, several people on the line um, because think that I'm uh, some big time minister or something, you know. Um, and I'm just a man in his living room that love God, you know. That that's it, you know, a man that's in his living room, you know, that love God. That that and. Yeah, and believe that the Lord gives me things to share, and I have to share it. You know, so when I'm when I'm looking, I'm definitely gonna keep you in prayer, though. You know, what we do, and I've said this at the beginning, what we do, it may be personal, but it's never private, unless you keep it private. It's just like the preaching of the gospel. Your salvation should always be personal, but never private. You have to share the gospel, and it's the same with our lives. I haven't seen so many people that act up in in public, everyone else, and then try to say their 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 rights are being violated when they're in a public space because someone is videotaping them. Your rights aren't being violated. You're in public, and you have to give a certain space to people to record that because you're acting out in public and to protect themselves and hey they don't have to get your permission when you're in public now if they come in your house that's different they come on your property it's different they're in a public setting or private setting that's different but if you're acting out in public people have the right to videotape your craziness all right, I mean, going at tangent right there, but that this, this that's my concern, you know. And I told Rob I wasn't going to be on here with you guys for long, but that's my concern. That as we grow together, we're growing up in the Lord. There's no big eyes. There's no little use in God. We're all one in Him. All walked through the cloud with Moses. All were baptized in the cloud under Moses, all, all, the Bible says all, all were led by the pillow of fire, all were covered by the cloud, all were in the wilderness. But the Bible says, but with not all was God well pleased. I believe my position in the body 
is to critique and, and, and not to be a judge. That's not a, that's not a good word. Amen. Not being entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That I believe that God has placed me in the body to keep an eye on. <laughs> I want to say that I don't. I, when I say it out loud, it, it sounds crazy. But I, but I, I believe that I'm here to critique some things that we overlook a lot of times because we take it for granted. I believe we often take the Lord for granted. We take his grace and his mercy for granted. And he's calling us to a place and a level of sanctification. And I don't want you to do that no more. I don't want you to use people as an occasion to stumble. I don't want you to think that God is it's a thing that God does that, that that's kind of peculiar, that some people don't think it's fair. But someone to do you wrong. Someone to do you wrong. And God will let you know, love them anyway. Someone will lie on you and God will tell you, be honest anyway. Someone will betray you and God will tell you, Treat them right anyway. But then what we do is our behavior towards them changes. And when our behavior towards them changes, now God doesn't judge that person and continue to pour him. God begins to deal with us. God begins to deal with us. And we want to know why we're not getting away with it because God, that same God that was dealing with them, allowed our judgment of our actions toward that person to be their judgment. But now he's going to judge us on our disobedience. Don't let your liberty be an occasion to cause another brother, another sister to stumble. Don't let your freedom, you, you have faith in God, have it in privacy. But once you bring out your life in public, you bring out your life for scrutiny. You bring out your life for the spotlight, but you also bring out your life if it's a stumbling block, if it's a freedom that you know others don't have. God sanctified you for himself. If you can dance, dance in your own room in your own house with the door closed before the Lord. David himself danced with all his might and danced out of his clothes. So it's not a sin to dancing, but for some people, when they dance, they get convicted. So when they see you dance, they, oh, I can dance. There's nothing wrong with it. They start putting in their mind, there's nothing wrong with it. Again, overriding what the Lord is telling them and what the Spirit of God is convicting them in. Why? Because you never know who you want to run into. God might be sanctifying you a peculiar in a particular way because you want to run into someone who, when they see your level of sanctification, it's going to convict them. But if they see that you act like everybody else, they they might say that you act like them, and no conviction moves because our level of sanctification wasn't met, wasn't obeyed, so the Lord has to deal with them a different way when he wanted to deal with them through us. 
that's my fussing for tonight. I love you in the love of the Lord. My desire is that the children of God, amen, Steve. Steve wrote, salvation is a transformation from VHS to HD, high definition, everything. And and, 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 and I'm going to say this again, Steve. I'm going to use this hopefully every night that I'm on the broadcast. Your sanctification or lack thereof, let it be an avenue of pursuit. God, I want to be like you. God, I want to answer this conviction that's in my heart. God, I want to answer this call that you're calling me. I feel that you're calling me to be different than my peers, than my friends, than my family. God, I don't want to be. I don't want to be, but I don't want to be disobedient. I don't want to be hard-headed. God, whatever you got to do in me, do it in me. And then begin to turn your plate down. Maybe start fasting maybe one day a week so you can get to two, maybe two days a week. You only drink water. Maybe three days a week. Maybe you'll go a whole week, however the Lord leads. But make sure during those times you ain't looking at TV, you know, looking at no horror flicks or nothing crazy. You know, we want to make sure that as you're fasting, as you're consecrating, as you're putting yourself before the Lord, you're also putting your eyes before the Lord. You're also consecrating your ears, what goes in your ear gate, what goes in your eye gate, what comes out of your mouth, what you listen to. We want to make sure that as you move into levels of sanctification that the Lord can deal with us. He may, hey, listen, I don't know if you looked outside lately, but we're living in this kind where the Lord told his disciples this kind go if not forth, but by prayer and supplication. We're living in those days right now. We need to be praying and fasting all the time because you never know. One thing about an athlete, and I'm going to let this go, one thing about an athlete that they have to do, they might be on the sideline, especially when you're on football and basketball, baseball, whatever the sport may be. Football is only 11 men on the field at one time. If it's more than that, you'll hear a whistle. Hey, refs say, hey, too many men on the field. There's only 11 men on the field, and it's 55, I believe, on the roster. Same thing with basketball. There's only five on the court from each team on the field, on the court at one time. But it might be it might be 12 people on the bench. It might be enough other people on the bench that you can take five, sit them down, and bring a whole new five in. But the point is, is that though they might not be in the game at that time, they still go to practice. They still work out, still are in a state of readiness. And that's what the Lord wants us to recognize. We... Pastor, not Reverend Bostic always says this. Christianity is not a playground. It's a battlefield. We always have to keep ourselves consecrated, sanctified unto the Lord, and in a state of readiness as those five wise virgins who kept their lamps trimmed and filled with oil. 
if that's you and you find that you're not on that list, you're not in a state of readiness tonight, you, you know you love God in your heart, you love God, but you know you've been in some things that you know are questionable, that you know are doubtful, that you know bring about doubtful disputations. When you think about God showing up, you're embarrassed. You're even nervous sometimes because you want to you, you don't want God to come in this room right now. You, you don't want God to show up right now because you want to get some things right. But I'm going to tell you that today is the day of salvation, right now. You don't have to wait for the hoopla. You don't have to wait till the organ, the Hammond organ plays. You don't have to wait until the pastor makes the altar call. You can come right now. You can repent right now. And I'm going to lead you into the sinner's prayer. I want you to Say and repeat after me. I want you to repeat this prayer with me, and God is going to do exactly what you ask him to do. Hey, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Repent. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll do it. If he said it, he'll make it good. And we, we thank God. We thank God just for him being God in our lives. Come on, repeat after me. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart and become Lord and master my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. If you said what you meant, meant what you said. Listen, God has done exactly what you've asked him to do. Let me pray for you, God. I do thank you for your word. I thank you that you're a forgiving God, that your tender mercies continue to keep us and to lead us to yourself, God. It's your loving kindness that we're not consumed, and we thank you for those that have repented and Repeat that prayer, God. I pray, God, that you would wash them afresh. Those that have known you and just prayed it out of your faithfulness, just prayed it, God, because they want a fresh start, God. I pray that you would give them exactly what their heart desires from you, that you would sanctify them to yourself, for you're the one who called them, God, to yourself. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray for their families, their children, their spouses, their loved ones, God, their friends, even their enemies. God, that you would not continue to just bless them, but that you would make them a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I thank God for those that have stayed on with me. I had a, a text earlier from a sister. I was going to write her name down when I brought Rob up. I wouldn't forget, forget, but uh, it seems like that the text is going now. So, 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. So I'm calling Brother Rob. Rob is going to come with some announcements, you know, um, some information for Purpose Kingdom and announcements, and then I'll come back after that with um, final word and a benediction. God bless you. All right. Thank you so much, Reverend Williams, for tonight's episode. Uh, Truly enjoyed it, and truly um, amazing revelations in the way you uh, worded everything. Thank you so much for that tonight. This is a product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us via phone or internet, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we also appreciate those that share with your friends and family members. <clears throat> Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live broadcast, we do have a calling number, which is 319 319- Five two seven six zero nine one, and anytime you want to hear any of our past broadcasts, you can also go back to that same website www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Also, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom on Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements on our social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter under the handle Purpose underscore Kingdom. Uh, if you want to correspond with us at Purpose Kingdom Network, you can correspond with us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise request, the uh, praise report, and we greatly honor that. Uh, also, if you're in need of a Bible, just leave the contact information, and we'll see about getting your Bible. Okay, and um, please check out pkn.com. We can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. Okay, and guys, one guys, blessing. We'll be joining tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, and we're going to have a rebroadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. Okay, so once again, with guys, one guys, blessing. Please join us right back here at the 9 p.m. hour for another rebroadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. Okay, and with that being said, we're going to turn the show back over to Reverend Williams, and uh, Reverend Williams, around this time of year. Um, everybody is reminded to change your your battery and smoke detector. Okay, amen, amen. That's some good news. Change the ba- battery in your smoke detector. Start walking around. You hear it beeping. Go ahead and change it, even if it's not beeping. Go ahead and change it because you know a lot of people depend on kerosene heaters, and some people still heating up the house through their oven or stove or whatever butane or propane or whatever kind of method of heating that you have to use to keep your family, you know, safe and keep them um, warm through these winter times. You know, we want to make sure that you do that, you know, but at the same time we want to be safe. You know, we don't want any lives lost just because we didn't spend the money or do the due diligence, you know, to get a $10 battery or however often they cost or how much they cost now, I don't know. Wife always comes and buys them by the pack, you know, from BJ's, you know, so. But let me read this. I'm going to read this to the end. This is verse, um, chapter 14, verse 15. I just want to read through because this thing really, nothing preaches like the word, you know. The word does it all, you know. But if your brother be grieved with thy meat, verse 15, now walkest thou not charitably. Destroy not him. And the words that King James used really just dogged me. Destroy not him with your meat for whom Christ died. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. 
For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify or build up another. For meat destroys not the work of God. All things, listen, indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh nor drink wine nor anything whereby your brother stumbles or is offended or made weak. Has you has thou faith? Have it to yourself before God. Listen, happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he allowed. I had to I had to grow into that. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. God, we just thank you and we bless you for your word. Thank you for your habitation with us tonight. God, we thank you, God, that the word that's going forth out of your mouth will not return to you void, but it will accomplish what you sent it out for, and it will prosper in that thing where to it was sent. So, God, send your word continuously to our hearts. Send your word continuously to our understanding. Send your word continuously, God, and heal. Heal every weakness, God, in the name of Jesus, God. We pray, God, for every hearer, every listener, God, that they would, if you prick them, Holy Spirit, prick their heart. God, that you would lead them into a life of everlasting, that you would lead us, God, to where and to the way that we should go, that you would continue to develop us and mature us, God, and help us, and not just mature us, God, in freedom, but mature us in your love. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, y'all guys. Have a great evening. Our next broadcast will be, Lord willing, on Tuesday, November the 14th. You know, so let me put that both down there um, for the two weeks we'll be broadcasting on live on Purpose Kingdom is on the 14th and the 28th of November. So make a note of that, um, the 28th and the 14th of November. And I think what I'm going to do, I was telling Rob, 9 o'clock is late for me. I, I got to let y'all know, 9 o'clock is late for me. You know, so hopefully we'll find out by next week, you know, um, about a job that I um, interviewed for today. And if, if, as that goes, then we'll see how our schedule has to um, change or not. So and we'll stay, in, we'll stay at the 9 o'clock hour unless um, our schedules have to change. All right, God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Talk to you later. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see down, I will not lose. He saved me.